You are listening to the Fantasy Joes Podcast, your weekly dose of fun and unique fantasy football talk with a focus on Dynasty. And now, here are the Joes, Will Greenwood, Ryan Livergood, and Jake Patterson. That's right, we are the Fantasy Joes. Uh, we are back with our preseason episode. We're going to do some takes on who we think is going to win divisions, players of the year, coach of the year, etc., uh, we did this last year at this time. I believe it was episode 197. So if you want to go back and listen to that and hear what our takes were there, we did get, I think, enough right that uh, makes it makes it very, very interesting. Uh, you can find us uh, overall. Jake is on Twitter at Takes with Jake. I'm at, at Fantasy Joe underscore Will, and Ryan is at, at Roto Librarian. We only have Takes with Jake and Fantasy Joe Will here today. But I appreciate everybody listening. And uh, yeah, let's get this show kicked off, Jake. Let's go. It's been a long hiatus. I think it's been a few months since we've done a pod, even longer since the three of us have been together. Uh, hopefully we can get that uh, sorted out soon. We'll get our timing worked out, but we got a great show ahead of us. We got a, the, pretty much a last minute before the regular season starts, kind of get all of our predictions out there. Um, vomit all of our fantasy pro, um, projections last minute. And yeah, we'll, we'll go from there. Yeah, I'm excited for this one. It's, it's always a fun episode to kind of go through uh, and guess what the year is going to be like. So do you want to, we'll just kick it off. We'll kind of start with the, in my opinion, probably the most boring subject of the year. But uh, here is what we think for who will be coach of the year. Jake put in the odds of the, the you know, kind of like the top coaches, or at least some of them. Um, overall, you know, I think I have, I did put a dollar on Kevin O'Connell to be coach of the year on Bookmaker for, it was plus 2,400. I uh, thought that would be fun. But uh, so who is your pick for coach of the year, Jake? Um, I am choosing Mr. Nick Sirianni from Philadelphia, the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, the Eagles have improved drastically. Um, they, did, they did well in the draft. They had multiple first round picks. Um, their defense has improved. And then they added the guy, A.J. Brown, to the offense um, to go with Jalen Hurts. So I think the entire offense is going to improve. I think they're locked in for a playoff spot. And I think uh, we'll get to it, but I think they're going to win the division. And if so, I think Nick Sirianni has a good chance to be coach of the year. Yeah, they've also made a, a move to pick up the cornerback from the Saints. Uh, oh, yeah, everybody hates playing against, but they've made a couple moves that it makes it look more like a win now team. And I think they do have to go all in right now while Jalen Hurts is on his rookie contract. So I think that's a good, good little upside pick uh, right now on there. What is it? Nick Sirianni's at. Oh, you didn't even put him in here. Yeah, he's uh, I wonder off what his the board. odds are. Okay, I can probably find him here real quick as I go. Um, I'm going to go with uh, one of the teams that I think is going to do very, very well this year. They also made a lot of win-now moves. And I'm going to go with Brandon Staley from the Chargers. I think that he made a lot of coaching mistakes last year that lost some games, but that's the most Chargers thing ever. Uh, if those, if a couple of those reverse, you now have a high, high-powered playoff team who has made some additions to the defense, uh, even though, uh, what's his name, got hurt, the cornerback. He might miss a couple of weeks, but overall, I think their defense is going to be improved. And I think the offense is just going to be still rolling, you know, uh, just rolling over teams at will. Yeah. If the chargers win that division, which is just a brutal, brutal division, Brandon Staley's got a really good shot. Yeah. And uh, yeah, basically I'm just choosing who I think, which team is going to do very well. And then the head coach will get that as a part of it. All right. Next Dan up. Campbell would be the most fun though. That would be the most fun pick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Coach of the year, man. I knew it was going to be coach of the year. Love you guys. I really want to swear, but I'm not going to. Uh, <laughs> so 
I, I, I need to slow down probably a little bit, but let's uh, let's look at comeback player of the year. So now we're going to get into stuff that I think is more redraft oriented and is fun to do right at the beginning of the season. You have, for, in my opinion, you know, quite a few options here, even outside of the ones we listed off in the show sheet. There were plenty of players who had off years last year that are going to have a really great opportunity to come back and perform this year. So for the 2022 comeback player of the year, Jake, who are you going with? Um, this was a really tough call for me. It was between two players, um, two guys who have seen be the top of their position, um, Michael Thomas or Christian McCaffrey. Um, I'm going to go with Christian McCaffrey. Um, probably the worst offense out of the two of those guys, but I just I just truly believe that Christian McCaffrey is still Christian McCaffrey, and he was his ceiling when he was playing was so high. Um, like Jonathan Taylor was the RB one last year. He didn't come close to touching any CMC numbers when he was RB one. Um, his ceiling is just like unbelievable. Um, and I think he's going to get that workload this year with Baker Mayfield and the Panthers. So I'm going for CMC. Yeah. A big bet on CMC staying healthy. I think if you have a, if he plays even, you know, like 15 games, uh, I think it would be hard for him not to win comeback player of the year. Um, I went with another running back, another one of my favorites. I'm going with Derrick Henry. I think the Titans offense is still going to run through Derrick Henry this year. Uh, it's the first time he really picked up a serious injury last year. And I think still finished. Is it, it's, uh, Did he finish as an RB1 overall? I feel like he did, uh, or, or at least was close uh, in the whole season, only played like 10 games. Uh, but anyway, I think Derrick Henry has a great opportunity to show again what he is. This could be his last you know, season of being in his prime for him. He's even potentially like just past the cliff, but long story short, uh, I, you know, I, it's not my favorite pick. I actually really struggled of who to choose here, but, uh, I, so I just went with the guy that I think I want to win it. Yeah. Big, big dog is going to eat. I think is the, the theory there. Yeah. So Derek Kennedy finished his 14 in standard last year and 21 in PPR, but still close enough in standard to an RB one. Uh, so next up, uh, now we'll get into some rookies and some picks there. Uh, I think I got this one right last year, but go back and listen to that uh, and listen to my genius going on. But uh, so defensive rookie of the year, you're obviously probably going to go with somebody who was drafted in the first round. There's not going to be, you know, a long list of, uh, you know, other players they'd be choosing from, but uh, who are you going with Jake? Um, I'm going with Jordan Davis, who seems to be off the list of the top five guys for betting odds on this. Guy's an absolute like beast of a man. Um, defensive tackle. He runs a 478 at 341 pounds, which is just unbelievable. Um, I weigh like more than half of that, and I couldn't even close to run that if I wanted to. So the guy's an animal. Um, I think, and I think the Eagles, like I said, I talked about with Nick Sirianni. Um, I think they're just gonna ascend a little bit in that defense. He's gonna help out a lot. Yeah, I think that's an interesting. I mean, it's definitely a, a long shot. So. I like it. Uh, I went with, I just went with Aiden Hutchinson. I mean, he has the best odds to win it, but I think he's also in a great position to really show what he can do. And he's an NFL ready player. Uh, so I kind of just went chalk here because Trayvon Walker, I think on Jacksonville, I think they're going to have more struggles and he's not going to be able to flash as much. Uh, Kayvon Thibodeau, you know, kind of, he had that, uh, was it PCL injury in the preseason? So he might get off to a slow start. I'm just not a big fan overall of Kyle Hamilton. So I don't, didn't want to bet on him. And uh, yeah, so let's go with just the the favorite <laughs> in Aiden yeah, Hutchinson. I wanted to say Aiden Hutchinson just so we could talk about the Billie Jean um, singing at the rookie um, tra- uh, talent show, which was just absolutely epic. 
Yeah, it was. Uh, and then everybody getting into it. That's a very, very fun scene. Hard Knocks has been good this year. It's been yeah, a fun watch. D- Detroit Lions are a good team, right? Like for personality wise, like Jamal Williams, uh, Hutchinson seems great. The coach, like it's uh, the list goes on and on. Yeah, yeah. It's a. Uh, I would watch the the Dan Campbell Hard Knocks every year. Yeah. Uh, so next up, let's look at offensive rookie of the year. Uh, I don't think anybody, any of us got this right last year, uh, but Jamar Chase. Yeah, we should have though. That seems like it should have been more obvious. I think at this point in time, it was still the, you know, Jamar Chase can't catch an NFL football train was going on. And we maybe listened to that just a touch too much uh, in one other ways. But uh, yeah, I think Jamar Chase should have been a very, very obvious pick, but normally I, I believe that this award goes to a quarterback that's actually going to start as a rookie um, in general with MVP offensive player of the years and offensive rookie of the year, I'm going to lean quarterback, but who are you going with Jake? Um, I'm going with who I think is the quarterback you're going with. I, his who might be his main wide receiver in uh, George Pickens. This guy, when he was drafted, just standing in front of his TV screen, nodding his head, like an absolute madman. Like I, if that didn't scream, I'm going to be a star wide receiver in this league. I don't know what does. Um, so I was buying George Pickens early in the off season and that hype seems is just building. And I think for good reason, um, like he, he pops off the charts visually. If you're just watching him play, like he is a, an unbelievable talent. Some of the catches he's making are pretty mind blowing. Um, I think he passes uh, Claypool pretty quickly if he hasn't already. Um, and I, even, even Deontay Johnson, he could easily be one, a one B in that scenario. Um, so that's kind of where I'm leaning a bit fanboy. This is a tough one because there is lots of good talent drafted this year at skill positions. Yeah. Uh, and looking at like other wide receivers. So like Drake London, I don't think Drake London has the quarterback room to support a rookie of the year performance. That's why I felt like I couldn't go with him. Mariota's fine, but Mariota's never been a prolific passer. Uh, and so I don't think that that offense is going to basically generate enough stats uh, for both fantasy and for this outside of maybe Kyle Pitts. And maybe some boom weeks for Cordero Patterson. So that's why I just couldn't go with London. Uh, Chris Olave, he could be kind of a nice little dark horse. His odds are, I mean, it's not a dark horse because he's close to favorite here. Uh, Brees Hall is another one. I could see Brees Hall really coming on uh, towards the end of the year and being that league winner type of running back. You know, uh, they did pick up Dwayne Brown, uh, an older stalwart at left tackle for the team. So I think that was a great signing by them to replace Mekhi Becton, who has been good, but even sometimes when starting has had, you know, some struggles here and there. So I think overall, you know, we'll see when Zach Wilson comes back and how that goes, but with Joe Flacco and magic Mike white, we've seen that that offense can still move uh, without Zach Wilson, but long story short, uh, I am going with Kenny Pickett. I think this is going to be a QB award. I think Pickett takes over the starting job sooner rather than later, whether it comes from Trubisky getting banged up by that leaky offensive line of the Steelers, or just not being able to perform under pressure when they need you know, in a 14-17 game to have a big drive. So I think Kenny Pickett coming in, and he's shown enough in preseason where they got to get him out on the field. He's, you know, he's an older rookie coming in, so there, I don't think there's as much reason to wait on him and try to develop him because I think he's ready to go. And then, yeah, him throwing bombs to Pickens, that could be a very, very good combo. And I agree with you. It's most likely a QB award. It's just what QBs are going to start early enough to get that chance. If Malik Willis gets to start early, if Ryan Tannehill gets injured for any reason, I don't, I don't think he gets benched early. It probably have to be like one and six or something like that to get benched. And it's probably too late for Malik Willis at that point. But if he, if Tannehill gets injured, 
Malik Willis is running away with this offensive rookie of the year, um, both literally and figuratively. Um, the guy in the preseason just looked unbelievable. Um, his skills looked like they were translating from college against at least backups in the NFL. Um, I think he's going to be the real deal. Um, I'm excited to watch him. Yeah, and he uh, makes watching football more fun for sure. Yeah. All right. So after offensive rookie of the year, we're going to switch it now to defensive player of the year. Uh, last year, I believe it was TJ Watt, right? Yeah, and I think um, I got that right. Yeah, uh, kind of a. I think he had to be one of the odds-on favorites. I actually have a little bet on defensive player of the year for a dollar. Let me find it here. As you go ahead and name your pick, Jake. I I'm going with what I think is almost like an easy pick at this point. It's Mika Micah Parsons. He won the defensive rookie of the year last year. Um, he's, he set himself high expectations this year for just being the best player in the league at any position. Um, he just seems like one of those, like one of those, he's going to be one of those great defensive players of our generation. Um, he plays all over the field and he just seems like an absolute superstar everywhere he plays. Um, and that was, that translated immediately the second he stepped on the field. Um, there are. Guys like Miles Garrett, Aaron Donald, and uh, TJ Watts, who I think are clearly the top three favorites in that position for good reason. Um, but I think Mika Parsons has got good of chances than any of those guys. Yeah, I mean, he's shown he's an absolute star uh, in the league. And if he has any sort of improvement from last year, this could be a slam dunk for him. I mean, he could have he could have been close to winning it last year. Uh, I actually have a $1 bet on both Bosa's. Uh, Joey was at plus 1825. And Nick was just at plus 1100. Um, and then I also put one on Trayvon Diggs because I feel like if he uh, has the kind of interception season he had last year and just gets a little bit better at covering, uh, that one was plus 50. It's about a dollar win 50. These are all just $1, you know, placing. But uh, I'm going with Nick Bosa. Uh, I think Nick Bosa has come close to this. He's dealt with a couple injuries and being banged up throughout the year. I think that defense is going to be really good. And I think Nick Bosa doesn't get a lot of attention. Uh, on the Niners when he should. So I'm going with Nick Bosa for defensive player of the year. Yeah, I uh, love that pick. Ryan chooses Khalil Mack. Uh, he's not here, but he was a Bears fan. Mack goes to a way better team, is going to enjoy life finally. Uh, and so that's what Ryan's going with. I would love a little Khalil Mack renaissance. It would go with just the Chargers rise uh, that we're going to see this year, I think. Yeah, so we got yeah. Offensive player of the year uh, next. Uh, I think Cup ran away with it last year with the Triple Crown, um, kind of as expected. This I kind of feel like is a more of a non-quarterback award. I think the last time a quarterback won it was Patrick Mahomes a few years ago. Um, mm. I'm going with Justin Jefferson. I think he's got maybe the best chance to be a 2,000-yard wide receiver, which is just, like, insane. Um, Jamar Chase has also, like, got to be up there, but I think T. Higgins takes more from Jamar Chase than Adam Thielen is going to take from Justin Jefferson. And I have faith that uh, Kirk Cousins can still be the man. So uh, I think Justin Jefferson might be a chalk pick um, for offensive player of the year, but I like, I like him a lot. Yeah. I think that he, again, any sl like sort of slight improvement from last year, he could be the leading candidate for this easily. Um, for me. I, I, so actually this is almost like kind of a little bit of a hedge from the comeback player of the year, but I think we're going to see, or I'm just gam I'm gambling on, well, that we're going to see a great year out of CMC and he plays about 15 games, let's say. And so I'm going with CMC as the offensive player of the year when he won't have the same snap share he had in the past. But if he has, you know, 80% of that and puts up 80% of the numbers, that's still 
you know, in my opinion, the best offensive player in the NFL. Yeah, it's a, it's a great pick. Obviously, I went with him for comeback player of the year, so I'm kind of on board for the CMC renaissance. Yeah, I have one more redraft auction tonight, and uh, I don't have CMC on any redraft teams yet, so he will be – I will be paying whatever I need to for him. Smart man. I think he's the 101 as well, like this year in redraft. Yeah, it's the, uh, the upside pick, which is, is uh, a lot of people get really nervous about it because you've been burned by him. But, you know, go big or go home. Uh, next up, we have the NFL MVP. Uh, I don't think Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I don't think any of us went with Rodgers last year, <laughs> for sure. Uh, no. And I, I don't think anybody's going with Aaron Rodgers this year. Again, I think NFL MVP, it's a quarterback award. So just choose whatever quarterback you think is going to win it. Which is, it's, this is tough, man. Like, there are the top end quarterbacks. I feel like any of them really have a chance to take this home. Um, I'm going with like the most obvious guy in that whole bundle, which is Josh Allen. Um, I think his receiving core has improved. I think Gabriel Davis stepping into the wide receiver two spot, is probably a better wide receiver two option they've had. Um, I think McKenzie and Crowder are probably their best slot um, options since Beasley, if not better. Um, Khalil Shakir to throw in there as well. And then you got uh, James Cook, a running back who could easily turn into be their all purpose back by the end of the season. Um, regardless, they've been looking for a pass catching back, and he's going to be that guy. And with just how the playoffs ended for them last year, I think Josh Allen's going to be an absolute man on a mission. I think they're going to, I think they're going to have a goal to put as many points on the board as possible each week because they know what can happen. Um, and I think he's going to go crazy. Yeah, and with the uh, rise of Gabriel Davis, if he's actually you know turning the corner and extending from his playoff run last year. The weapons on that team are amazing for Josh Allen as well. Uh, so I think that is like the, you know, the, the more chalk pick because he is QB one uh, and should be QB one uh, in fantasy moving for this year. Um, I'm going with kind of like the Cinderella story. And it, it'll uh, it kind of dictates what a few of my next picks are uh, looking forward to this season, but I'm going with uh, the Tom Brady twilight twilight run here uh, where they have an absolutely amazing, even with the injury season uh, where you're, you know, maybe we're on like a revenge Tom Brady after whatever happened to him recently. And so I am going out on a limb here and it's not really, it's not like a big limb, but uh, yeah, I'm going with a uh, Tom Brady rides off into the sunset as MVP. Now I've learned not to doubt Mr. Tom Brady, but right now, if we're talking about MVP, I have, I have my doubts. The Tampa Bay's had some, like their off season has not been, status quo it's not as what you'd expect tom brady being away from the team for an extended period of time is very un tom brady like um i guess that that there's rumors that it may have come from marital um struggles or things like that um who the hell knows but i talked i don't know if it was the patreon shorts earlier in this that i think the mental aspect of of like you want to be in the best mental headspace possible hopefully tom brady is there um but i think the regular season like is I think they might stumble through the regular season a bit. And then if Tom Brady is, and this team is healthy in the playoffs, man, watch out. Cause that's definitely when you don't doubt, doubt Tom, but I like, I like to pick because it is a media voted or award. And if it is looking like his farewell season, I could totally see them um, giving it to him, but not to sit, not to get too long winded here. I could totally see Brady signing elsewhere next year. Um, we had the Miami rumors and we had the Vegas rumors with the Raiders. So um, Brady might not be done, which I would just love to see. I'll be placed forever. Yeah, he he makes watching football better. We'll miss him when he's gone. 
Uh, also, I was debating between that and Justin Herbert. I think this could be the Justin Herbert year, but we're going with Brady. Uh, and that's kind of, you know, maybe so a little bit of fantasy advice in there. This show is just kind of like a fun show before the season kicks off. We'll kind of recap after week one and start to look at maybe dynasty buys and sells. But going into week one, you have your rosters all set to go by this point. So I don't want to dive too much into that. Uh, next up, we'll go quickly with the, the divisional winners. So in the NFC West, uh, I'm going ahead and, and I'm going to go chalk. And I think the Rams are going to end, win the NFC West. What about you, Jake? I'm going with the 49ers. Um, I think that Stafford's shoulder injury. Um, I think the, the Rams might have some more hiccups than they expect. Um, I think they could, might be able to clean it up by the playoffs, but that that division's tough. You also got uh, Arizona, who's Kyler's on the on the ascend, and you have Seahawks, which are probably going to be out of it. But I think Trey Lance and the 49ers are going to run with it. Yeah, I mean, I could see it happening. The 49ers are they're win. I mean, they're built to win right now. Uh, and if the Rams have any sort of stumble or pick up a you know a key injury that it could be, could be big trouble. I just think the Rams are going to like the, I think the 49ers will have more hiccups than the Rams, but I think they're both playoff teams. Uh, next up is the NFC South. And I'm going to make you kick this one off, Jake, because you are not going chalk. No. Uh, well, it depends who you ask, I guess I'm going with the saints. I already kind of got into it. I think the bucks stumble a bit during the regular season. Haven't had the, the their ideal off season. Um, saints, they're losing their head coach, um, Sean Payton, a big deal. But so who the hell was their quarterbacks last year? Uh, like Trevor Simeon, Taysom, Taysom Hill, like Jameis Winston is a, a pretty massive improvement from them, even though he's Jameis Winston. You have Michael Thomas coming back from injury. You draft Chris Olav early. You, you sign Jarvis Landry. You have a brand new quarterback core, brand new wide receiver core, considering Michael Thomas was injured. Um, and they have an unbelievable defense. Um, I think the only question for them is like they lost uh, Armstead to Miami, who I think is a huge loss. And they just traded their corner to Philly. We just talked about, but I think without those guys, their defense is still studly and they're deep. They're, they've typically just been a deep, well-coached team. And I don't think they're going to stray too far past um, even though they lost Sean Payton. Yeah. Their, their first round offensive lineman out of Northern Iowa, Trevor Penning, I picked up an injury. He's going to be out for the first, I think at least four weeks of the season. Uh, we'll see if that makes you know a big difference in the offensive line. That'll be, it's the, that team, I feel like just has a lot of question marks around it. Losing Sean Payton, I think is a bigger deal. Um, but I like, you know, I think that the team is still built in a way that they could win the NFC South. So uh, it's just the non-chalk. So I thought that was very interesting. Um, I'm going with the Bucks. This is in the, the Brady, you know, uh, you know, Twilight Saga. And I haven't called that Brady's going to retire in the past, and I'm not necessarily calling it now, but I'm going with that they're going to win this, and it's going to, it's going to be um, is last year at least as a Buccaneer. Yeah, I don't think uh, Atlanta or Carolina really stand a chance at all, and both those teams are going to make the playoffs just based on uh, well, they're great teams, and they're going to win those division games pretty easily. Yeah. Next up is the NFC East, and we both just kind of went chalk here. There hasn't been a repeat champion. I don't know if you heard that stat before, but everybody says it all the time. Uh, but we're both going with the Eagles. Uh, I think that's a very, again, like chalk pick. You've seen uh, other teams pick up injuries and just have a lot of question marks. I mean, like the Giants and Commanders, nobody's taking seriously. Uh, and then on the Cowboys side, I think that they've lost enough on the offense where it'll be interesting to see how they develop moving forward. And I, I just don't see them being a better team. Like Eagles, Eagles look so good. Yeah, one of the best uh, offensive lines in football. 
now one of the better wide receiver cores. Their defense has improved a lot with, I get weird, talked about Jordan Davis, that, the draft pick. Um, then they uh, trade from the Saints, we've mentioned a few times now. Like, they're, they're going to be, they have a shot to win the Super Bowl. Like, they're going to be a dark horse team. Um, but I think for sure they're, they're making the playoffs. And I think they've also beat the Cowboys and win that division. And yeah. they, they were three wins behind last year. So they have quite a ground to make. But I think those acquisitions are worth more than three wins. I would agree. I would agree. Um, uh, next up is the NFC North. Uh, Jake, you Easiest went Packers. Yeah, yeah, they are they are minus 196 favorites on Bookmaker. I think that might be one of the heaviest uh, division winning odds. Uh, I just went Homer here because this is more fun. If I'm wrong, I don't care. I'm going Vikings. The new coaching staff, hopefully some new excitement. I think the team has a lot of question marks. But uh, I think this might be the year where the, the Packers are pretty vulnerable. Their defense should be really, really good. But if their offense you know, can't, if Aaron Rodgers can't carry these, you know, kind of like uh, just a guy wide receivers and really elevate them, it, it's going to be, it's going to be trouble. I mean, they have Sammy Watkins and Randall Cobb, I guess, too. And I have no idea how that's all going to play out. But overall, uh, I, yeah, the Packers are probably the better choice, but I'm going to go with the Vikes. Skull. Yeah. Devontae Adams might be the best wide receiver in the league. Losing him is pretty major. Um, David Bakhtiari, I don't think is back anytime soon either. Um, they, they had five more wins than Vikings last year. Uh, those guys, can the, that gap be closed? I think absolutely. I think it like, that's probably a one win difference uh, division. I think at come playoff time. Yeah. And uh, the Vikings also lost at home last year to the Cooper rush led Dallas Cowboys. I think those types of losses could be eliminated this year. Um, next up is the AFC West. Uh, we both have the same here. We both went with the chargers, the new up and comers, the guys who have bought a lot of win now pieces. I think they need to stay healthy. Uh, I don't like that. Was it JC Jackson uh, is yeah. the one that got hurt is out for a little bit, but uh, the chargers are, they could be just a complete wagon this year, uh, in my opinion, both for fantasy and in the NFL. Man, th this division is, I, I, this is one of the only ones that we pick the same team, but this is gotta be the hardest division in football. Uh, whoever's not making the playoffs out of this, or maybe all four make it, but chiefs, Raiders, chargers, and Broncos, um, the Russell Wilson Broncos, like, come on. Um, Devontae Adams and Chandler Jones to the Raiders. Uh, Khalil Mack was also added to the Chargers with JC Jackson, like you mentioned. Hopefully he's not out for too long. And the Chiefs losing Tyreek Hill, bringing them might maybe down to earth a bit, but I think Mahomes is still going to do Patrick Mahomes things. Um, I say target every single player in this division for fantasy because those blow-off games are going to be there. Um, but yeah, I'd lean Chargers because I think that defense is going to make the difference, um, those acquisitions. And I think Palmer and Gerald Everett also step up their offense quite a bit. Yeah. And again, like if the secondary stays healthy, uh, and what's the safety's name? He just signed a big contract. I should know this off the top of my head. Derwin James. Uh, yeah, Derwin James. He, he hasn't really had a full healthy season, I feel like, since he started. But if he does, he is an absolute difference maker. And he's one of the only safeties that can cover Travis Kelsey. So that'll yeah. be interesting within that division uh, that I, I see. I basically just see four winning records in that division. So you kind of guess who's going to come out on top with them beating up on each other. Uh, next is the AFC South. Uh, we actually agreed on four of these overall, and this is another one of them. The AFC South, it's basically like, do you believe the Titans uh, are going to be as competitive or even as dominant during the regular season? As they were last year. They had a few comeback wins that were pretty epic. But in general, uh, I'm betting against the Titans, and I'm going to go with the Colts. I like the Matt Ryan-led team. 
They also have a lot of question marks in that receiver room outside of Michael Pittman and who's going to step up next. But they have a really good defense. Um, they've added to it, and I think it's gotten better. They have a great offensive line, and now they have a quarterback that can actually read defenses and not check into passes just because he wants to check into passes. I think Matt Ryan makes a massive difference in wins for the, the Colts. You know, maybe not you know the, the top fantasy producers, but I think it's a lot better situation than last year. Yeah, I think the Colts are um, a deep team. They're, they're just a very talented team. And if you switch out Carson Wentz for Matt Ryan, like you said, it's going to make a world of difference. And the Titans didn't get better, in my opinion. You swap out A.J. Brown for uh, Traylon Burks, who's a question mark at this point. Um, coaching staff have Kyle Phillips ahead of him, which who knows if that's his offseason talk or what. But uh, I absolutely think the Colts are past the Titans at this point. And it's crazy because the Titans were the AFC by team last year. And I'm not even sure if they make the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely worried about that as well. And I spoke incorrectly earlier about the odds. This is actually the heaviest favorite uh, on betting sites. Now, as we go to the AFC East, uh, we both went with the Buffalo bills. I don't know if we need a ton of conversation about this one. I think everybody in the world is choosing the bills. That team is built to run now. And even though the Miami, you know, had some great improvements this off season, the Patriots are always the Patriots, but they're not the same Patriots as we've had in the past. Um, and then you have the Jets, which, I mean, <laughs> yeah, the, you have the Jets. <laughs> I think the Patriots, Dolphins, and Jets have improved, but the Bills are just like they're they're Super Bowl or bust. If they don't win the Super Bowl, their fan base is disappointed. Was just a pretty wild uh, thing to say, but it's the truth. Like they're just that good. They should have won last year, pretty like. Um, and then we got the AFC North, which I think is also a tough one. The top two teams to choose from have got to be the Bengals versus the Ravens. I think we, out of the three Joes last year, I think none of us chose the Bengals who ended up winning and going to the Super Bowl, which is crazy. Um, I'm going with the Bengals again. They went to the Super Bowl, like I said, um, blew everybody's minds. And then they just improved their offensive line. They signed Alex Kappa and Leo Collins. Um, and for the protect Joe Burrow, I think those two are like, pretty ginormous acquisitions and um, they are as good of a threat to anybody to go back to the Super Bowl, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, th I think that the Bengals is a really good pick here. One quick correction. The Cowboys uh, won the NFC East last year, not the, not the Eagles, my bad. Um, yeah. So, but anyway, uh, I'm going with the Ravens. Uh, I think it could complete Lamar Jackson a healthy year. I think having a full, healthy running back room uh, will make a difference. Uh, they added Tyler Linderbaum at center uh, from the Hawkeyes. Go Hawks. And I think that that offense might not be – it's not going to be like an air raid offense, but I think overall that that team is – they're always really, really good. And they just had some of the worst luck last season. Um, I think the Bengals are really good, but I think we'll just see the Ravens and Bengals kind of separating themselves out a little bit from the division and having a higher win totals than what they had last year but with the Ravens just barely edging the Bengals. Yeah, it'll be interesting if Mike Tomlin can pull off another winning season with the Steelers. Um, I think he's done it every single year he's coached there. Um, and I think the quarterback situation has improved. But again, that division's tough. The entire AFC is tough, so it'll be a, it'll be a challenge for him. You want to move yeah, on to the big old Super Bowl picks? Yeah, you want to you lead off first or want me to go? I will, I will happily go first. Um, I am taking the Buffalo Bills defeating the L.A. Rams. Um, this should have happened last year. If the Bills had Travis White playing, they don't lose that game to the Chiefs, and they're going on to the Super Bowl, and I think they beat the Rams. They, 
they were the best team in football. I think I'm not alone in thinking that at the time. Um, and I think the Rams get back there because at Stafford with Cup for another year. Um, they also acquired um, Bobby Wagner. They got Aaron Donald. Uh, if you watch the NFL top 100 players, the top 10 is almost like LA Rams. Like they're they're filled with stars. Um, I was I was so so tempted to go LA Chargers versus LA Rams because I think that is also a great possibility. Uh, but I'm just going to lean with the more obvious choice, which is the bills. I think. Yeah. I think that's a, it's an interesting pick. The the Rams getting back to the super bowl. Uh, it, they had a, you know, a good amount of injury luck last year. I wonder how their offensive line is going to be overall too. I mean, their running game was terrible in the playoffs, but they're going against great running defenses. And so it didn't seem to matter. There were some close calls there too, though. Uh, so again, I think that's like, I mean, it's a totally fine pick. I'm going uh, with something a little bit off the board, but it goes with my narrative of the Tom Brady uh, swan song here. So I'm going with the Buccaneers defeating the Broncos. Uh, if you look at the last, uh, is it two or three Super Bowls? Uh, it's quarterbacks changing teams uh, have won the Super Bowl. So you had Matt Stafford. And then the year before that, you had Tom Brady, Tom Brady. going to the Buccaneers. So now you look at Russell Wilson changing teams and going to a really good Broncos team. So I do think they make a run and I think they get there. But then I think the Bucs, uh, making it through the season, having this long slog, are rip-roaring and ready to go. And you have a relatively low-scoring uh, Super Bowl where Tom Brady edges out Russell Wilson for the win. I, I, I think it's a good pick. Um, I think if the Bucks did win, I think Tom Brady might walk away at that point. Um, he walked away once before and came back, so who the hell knows? But And I think the Broncos is a great pick, too. Like, who knows who comes out of that division um, if they can make, like, make the playoffs in that murder's row. But we talked about last year that they were a quarterback away. And last time I checked, Russell Wilson's a Hall of Fame quarterback. So they're going to be in a good spot to succeed. Yeah. It's, uh, it'll be fun. So get into let's some quickly run through the, Yeah. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's run through the, the fantasy stuff here uh, in the next, you know, like 10 ish minutes. We're just going to go by positions, have an MVP pick, and then have a sleeper pick. Uh, so for fantasy QB MVP, I'm going with Russell Wilson in this category. This is based on his cost to performance and what he's going to be able to do. Uh, it's the first time he's going to get away from an absolutely run heavy offensive scheme. And so I think we're going to see an uptick in touchdown passes yards and Russell Wilson is going to have a great year with the Broncos. If that's the case, go, go acquire Corlin Sutton. Um, I love the pick. I'm going with Trey Lance as my MVP similar for value wise. He goes after the likes of the top Allen Mahomes, Herbert, Kyler Murray, Burrow, and even Jalen Hurts, he's got that kind of Konami code, Konami code factor. And he's got tons of weapons in Kittle, Ayuk, and Debo Samuel for after-the-catch yardage. Um, I think he's just an unbelievable value right now where he's going in redraft leagues. Who's your sleeper? Yeah. Uh, sleeper for me is Marcus Mariota. This is basically just a gamble on him staying healthy, and this is for Superflex, basically, specifically. Uh, he'll be a serviceable starter throughout the year. So based on cost, and he has at least one known elite weapon and potentially a second elite weapon moving to the team, plus Cordero Patterson ripping off some big gains uh, early in the season, juicing up his fantasy points. So for my sleeper, I wanted to kind of pick somebody who's a very exciting and I'm not on a pretty unexciting team. So I'm going with Mariota. Uh, I love the pick. Um, I think he's going to be, he's going to win some, somebody a million dollars in DFS this year. He's going to have, I think he's going to have a few DFS weeks. Um, I'm going to go with Jameis Winston funny because they're the same draft year. Uh, 
they, like I talked about earlier, healthy Michael Thomas, Chris Olav, Jarvis Landry, he's got no suspension for Kamara. Um, if your league doesn't penalize interceptions, uh, Jameis Winston is going to perform in fantasy. Um, is he going to be the best quarterback in the NFL? No, but we're, we're talking fantasy. So I'm here for the fantasy points he delivers. Yeah. And um, potentially, you know, a couple of big Alan Kamara plays for him that are, you know, dump off passes that go for touchdowns. So I like that. Exactly. Um, next up, uh, fantasy. Yeah. Next up is the uh, fantasy running back MVP. I, I like your pick here. So lead us off. Uh, Aaron Jones. A little time capsule right now. RB2 in 2019, RB5 in 2020, RB9 in 2021. So he's consistently been a top 12 RB in fantasy. Right now he has the ADP of an RB11. You take Devontae Adams out of that lineup, and I think they're just that much more dependent on Aaron Jones. Um, I don't think uh, A.J. Dillon's going to be too much a consequence. Do I love A.J. Dillon? Yes, but I think they're just going to use both RBs a lot, and Aaron Jones is going to catch way more passes than he's used to, and he's proven that he can do it. So I think his ceiling is uh, way up there. And Aaron Rodgers, back-to-back MVPs, like he's going to make it happen with somebody. Yeah, uh, Aaron Jones also restructured his contract, so this is basically his last year in Green Bay. Um, so he might just go out with a big boom. Uh, I'm going with Javante Williams. I know he's a really high-drafted running back, and he is a very popular you know, talking point in fantasy. Uh, this is a bet that just Melvin Gordon isn't going to be as good as he has been. Uh, he's old. He's getting old now. He's also dealt with injuries in the past. And I think that this offense is going to be running on all cylinders and be a high-flying, high-scoring offense. Uh, Russell Wilson also tends to boost the running backs that he plays with. Uh, you look at a guy like Chris Carson, who is, you know, he's not Javante Williams. But in 2020, Chris Carson was RB11 on a points per game with a 50% snap share. So even if Javante Williams is splitting some time with Melvin, hopefully, since he has such a violent running style that keeps Javante healthy throughout the whole season, and you start to see maybe like 65, 35% split. And at that point, where Javante Williams is being at least his cost in uh, auction drafts right now, I think is like his upside is RB1 uh, on the season with a boatload of touchdowns. Um. I think this is a good transition to my RB sleeper. I, I agree with your Javante Williams pick, especially if anything happens to Melvin. Um, Rashad Penny, he's losing uh, the Russell Wilson that offense, so I think Seattle takes a hit. But Pete Carroll has always been super, super run heavy. And last year, we saw it with Rashad Penny. In the last five weeks of the season, he was a runaway RB1 by like quite a bit. He, it was like ridiculous numbers, very small sample size that you shouldn't be extrapolating. But I think Kenneth Walker has had some injuries um, this offseason. And I think Rashad Penny is going to be the focal point of that offense. And I also think Geno Smith is going to be sneakier than people expect. Yeah, uh, I have a hard time buying to, to Rashad Penny, but I like I like the call here um, just because yeah. if he, you know, again, if he has a healthy season. He is a very explosive running back. Uh, also having Kenneth Walker back there, hopefully, and they're going to run the ball as much as they can because that passing game might be inept. Uh, my pick here uh, is Naheem Hines. Uh, the Colts have a very weak wide receiver depth chart. Uh, Naheem Hines is a great pass catcher who now gets a veteran QB in Matt Ryan who's going to be able to check into plays that are going to benefit Hines quite a bit, in my opinion. Without a Jonathan Taylor injury, I'm still thinking like a lower-end RB2 on the season. Uh, it's not the most exciting thing on the planet, but he is going to be a reliable starter with upside uh, in his current role with the Colts there. Uh, offensive line, good defense, everything. But I think Hines is uh, this could be the year we get a really good boom year out of him. No, I, I love the pick. I think people forget about him just because Jonathan Taylor, RB1, right? But 
Hines was relevant a few years ago and he gets the, like you said, a QB who's willing to throw it to him. I think every year you have guys like Philip Lindsay, Tariq Cohen. Um, and I think he kind of fits that build uh, where he can, if he gets the pass catching, it's kind of, a, it's a cheat code in fantasy. I feel like we talk about those, the cheat codes every episode, but that is one of them. And Naheem Himes fits that bill. And if anything were to happen to Jonathan Taylor, I don't know if he's the best between the tackles runner, but like he's got potential for a ceiling to be even higher, but I think he's got standalone value. Like you mentioned. Yeah. Uh, next up fantasy wide receiver MVP. You got, um, I have Rashad Bateman. Um, he goes outside of the top 24 wide receivers. Um, they traded Marquise Brown um, for a center. I think they're going to go like more run heavy, but outside of Rashad Bateman and Mark Andrews, there's, there's no target competition. Um, and last year when Rashad Bateman was a rookie and he had six plus target, he had six plus targets in every single game as a rookie um, where he played at least 50% of the snaps with Lamar. Um, Lamar should hopefully be healthy all year. This projection kind of is with that. And I think the snaps are going to be there for Rashad Bateman. So I think he is, do for a bunch of targets. And I think Lamar Jackson is in a very underrated uh, thrower of the football. Yeah, I like it. Um, it. It's always curious how you go with that passing game outside of Mark Andrews. So I think it's a fun pick, um, you know, with a little bit longer shot and better to talk about. Uh, I'm going with Darnell Mooney based on draft costs. Uh, one more year of report with Justin Fields. The Bears defense is not going to be good, in my opinion. Uh, and the rest of the North, I think, will be putting up more points. I see potentially similar total targets. Uh, I think at 140 last year, but with a lot more catches and yards. So, you know, a hundred catch 14 yard season at his draft costs is a massive difference maker in fantasy. Yeah. That's uh, probably on the fringe of outcomes, but I think he has the ability to do it. Uh, I wanted to go also a little bit deeper here, deeper here is I think, you know, wide receivers like CD lamb have an opportunity really well, or Mike Williams is another one that I'm really big fan of this year. But uh, I think Darnell Mooney is being undervalued for just how much volume he can put up in the second year of Justin Fields, where they've gotten to work together quite a bit more. I'm a big fan of Darnell Mooney this season. If, if you believe in Justin Fields, Darnell Mooney is like the easiest bet to make because he's his only option, right? And I think the world of Justin Fields, I think he's a Kyler Murray level like talent if he could just have the supporting cast around him. So. Um, Mooney is going to be his guy. And I completely agree that his ceiling is going to be massive. All right. Next to sleeper of the year for wide receiver. Uh, this is probably my deepest um, pick out of all of this. It's Kyle Phillips for the Tennessee Titans. Um, he was drafted after their number one guy, Traylon Burks, who's had um, a bit of a shaky camp. Um, the reports from that I've read so far is that the coaching staff loves Kyle Phillips. Um, kind of like a Hunter Renfro-esque um, type player, just super twitchy route runner. Um, don't want to get into too many white wide receiver stereotypes, but um, Kyle Phillips like seems like he could be um, just extremely talented and a great separator. And I just the lack of competition there. Like Robert Woods could be washed. He could like he has terrible injury history and he's old. Um, who knows about Burks? There, uh, they got Austin Hooper at tight end. Like I'm not too worried about anybody and I think he's going to see the field early and he goes he might be on your dynasty waiver wire so if he is I would uh if you're not in a league with me I'd go acquire him yeah wide receiver 93 at under tie like that means undrafted <laughs> I feel like yeah like he's so uh so free. that's a that's a that's a real deep reach but I like it and I like your reasoning I think it's all sound 
Do I think it's going to happen? Uh, obviously not, but yeah, it's a, that's it. why it's a super deep sleeper. Uh, mine's a less deep sleeper, and it also gets talked about, I think, at least occasionally. But I'm going with Josh Palmer, uh, third receiving option on a high-flying offense on the Chargers. Uh, I think we're going to see a large uptick in his route run, his routes run, uh, snap percentage, targets, receptions, and yards. Uh, you know, he's just basically a sleeper because he's gone undrafted in the couple of auction drafts I've done. Uh, I know three fi- uh, viable fantasy wide receivers on the same team is unrealistic, but that's why I'm putting him here as a sleeper because if one of the top guys does go down, uh, he's in there for a larger portion of the snaps and I think is a good player. I'm also not a fan of your sleeper tight end that you're going to pick. So I think that he will uh, have a bigger part in the offense regardless if there's no injury. So just a little, uh, you know, a potential you know, desperation, plug and play if you have injuries or a bunch of bye weeks. Yeah, I, I think he's got standalone value. If you, if you have best ball leagues, I would definitely be acquiring Josh Palmer so you don't have to guess which weeks the ball gets thrown to him. And like you said, if anyone got injured, like his, like you're, he's going, he's going to get picked up on waiver wires immediately um, just because of his ceiling in that offense. Um, moving on to tight end. My MVP, uh, Mr. Kyle Pitts, it's probably not too shocking. He goes as the third tight end off the board. Um, I think he is the clear, clear tight end one in Dynasty. And he has to make that jump to tight end one at redraft at some point. So would it surprise me if it's this year? No. And I think if you're getting him in the third, fourth round, or like in a home league, maybe the fifth round, like that is an absolute steal that I'm here for. Yeah, I think that – Pitts is just great pick for MVP. No reason to go too deep here. Titans tough anyway yeah. to kind of choose these. And Pitts is the most athletic and the biggest boom potential. Uh, I'm going homer pick here. I'm going George Kittle. I think with a new quarterback, he's one of their best friends. Uh, they might be running the ball a little bit more, so maybe he's blocking overall. But I think George Kittle has the opportunity with a full healthy season and a rookie quarterback to be the best safety blanket on what could be a really good offense. So let's go, Kittle. Do it for me, man. So my tight my tight end sleeper, I, I like the George Kittle pick. Um, is you kind of alluded to that you don't like him, but is Mr. Gerald Everett in the same offense as Josh Palmer? Um, I'd like him for similar reasons. He's a starter in an elite offense in a division that's going to have tons of blow off games. Um, he's tight end eighteen off the board right now. Uh, he was he's been rested in the preseason. He's been all indication he is a clear starter on that roster, and. I feel like you just want any starter on that roster on your fantasy team. Yeah, I think it's fair in all the reasoning. I just don't, I'm tired of Jared Everett. I'm just tired of him. Uh, I'm going with Robert Tanyan. He's another guy that uh, goes on draft and is on waiver wires. He might not play week one, but he's a nice, he has the previous rapport with Aaron Rodgers. And with the way that he's not loving that receiving core at the moment, uh, I think Tanyan has a big opportunity to be a, a red zone threat like he was two years ago when he was tight end four. Yeah, lack of target competition. I'm I'm here for that. If he can if he can get healthy, stay healthy. Yeah. All right. So uh, last year we'll do a quick season hot take and then a little bold take for week one. We're, I don't think we're gonna rate these because Ryan's not here, and then we just gotta get out of here. I, I feel you. Um, so I kind of alluded to it a few times. I think Malik Willis is the truth. Um, watching him in the preseason was he's just electric um, as hell. I can keep repeating myself. Um, I think he ends the year as QB one in Tennessee. Um, whether it's they have a losing record and they sit Tannehill and Malik runs with it, or if something happens to him injury-wise, um, I think they're going to want to see what they have in Malik. I think they're probably going to have some packages for him, regardless of if Tannehill, uh, anything happens to him. Um, and I'm going to build on that. Um, I said he is the QB1 in Tennessee at the end of the year. 
but he's also going to finish as a top 12 QB in points per game in any game, in every game he starts. Not every game, but like in average, if that makes sense. Top 12 QB points per game in games that he starts. Yeah, that makes sense because those packages, he won't have a lot of points per game. Uh, yeah. And I think if he is the starter, a top 12 points per game is in the cards pretty easily with his rushing ability and just that offense in general and the way they could run. Uh, my next one is Tom Brady throws 50 plus touchdowns and goes out with a Super Bowl championship and an MVP. So, so let's just review this. You had you have him as your MVP of the season, so he's gonna have it's a big, oh, I got a big bet on season. this. He's gonna be the MVP of the playoffs, um, going out as a Super Bowl champ. Just he was he was unbelievable last year. Like I think he blew up anybody's expectations of what he could do as like a forty four year old. Like. So do I have any doubts that Tom Brady could do it again? No. Um, but would that, is that a hot take? Um, very. It's extremely hot. Yeah. I guess I'm a big Brady guy this year. Um, yeah, next up, week one hot takes. Uh, you got two. Just go through them real quick. Um, so there's two marquee matchups of this week one, and it is Seattle versus Denver, and it is Baker Mayfield and the Browns. I'm saying Baker Mayfield is going to blow up the Browns and he's going to score four touchdowns um, in a victory. I'm going to add that to that right now in a victory. And then the last one is Geno Smith is going to outplay Russell Wilson and Seattle is going to beat Denver. That one is insane to me. Uh, <laughs> Geno Smith can't even play well in the preseason right now. But uh, I am, I am so all it's here fun. for Geno Smith chaos. Kind of roll of the dice. Uh, and the Baker for four TDs. I hope so. I mean, I just kind of hope that one happens because uh Baker being good is good for fantasy and good for us all. Uh, Mine is just, I just have one and I'm going with a pretty big underdog, but I think that we, people are just forgetting that the Steelers are a good team as a whole, even though Roethlisberger is gone. I mean, yes, they have offensive line questions, but they are a very well coached and very good team. So I'm going Pittsburgh goes into Cincinnati uh, and comes away with the win. Trubisky is going to go down at some point and the picket era is going to begin with an epic comeback. Topped off with pick and score in the game-winning touchdown. Both redraft and dynasty communities lose their mind at this. Uh, TJ Watt has two and a half sacks, one being a strip sack and fumble recovery. So, okay, all that stuff, probably, you know, for sure isn't going to happen. But uh, I'm very excited to watch how the Pittsburgh Steelers open the season after being counted out by absolutely everybody. That was so specific and so hot. I almost felt like you were going to project like what weather is going to be at the game and who's going to win the 50-50. That's insane. insane. Um, I'm totally here for it as a Pittsburgh homer. Um, I think Cincinnati beats Pittsburgh. Like they, I think they beat them like 42 to 14 or something last year. And I wouldn't be surprised if it happened again. Yeah, I wouldn't either. But But you're right that Pittsburgh, like Tomlin finds a way to win games. So it wouldn't like, it wouldn't shock me, but it would, it would shock me. Yeah. So we, uh, we also did a very long Patreon episode recounting an auction draft that we did. That's pretty fun to go through a lot more individual player discussion, uh, support us at patreon.com slash fantasy Joe's. If you want to listen to that, uh, you know, it's less than well, just barely less than $2 a month to start. Uh, it really helps us out, you know, paying for our subscriptions and putting it on the podcast. Uh, and that's, uh, sorry. We are, uh, on Twitter at fantasy Joe's. Jake is at takes with Jake. I am at fantasy Joe underscore Will, and Ryan is at Road Librarian. Uh, wow, this is a, one of the worst endings of all time. I'm sorry because we're at FF Joe's, not at Fantasy Joe's. Ryan, <laughs> cut this out, chop it up. But uh, yeah, good luck this season. Have fun, be a good person, and cheers.
the Fantasy Joes. Fantasy Joes.